Good evening, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Women Transform Women's Bible Study. Come on in. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, we are here. Make your way on in. You became my resurrection. All the light became shining. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Make your way on in. Hey, everyone. to see everyone good evening everyone Hey, Tanya. Hey, Carolyn. Come on in. Come on in. All right, y'all, listen to them words. Got joy for morning, praise for heaviness. Love is a miracle. me into worship before we get started on this evening. I do not own the rights to this music, so hopefully Facebook doesn't cut it off. But if they do, the title of the song is called Love is a Miracle um, by Maverick City. Yeah, I know they're one of my favorite worship, praise of worship. And just hearing that song, it blessed me. I was listening to it, um, been listening to it all week, and it just been blessing me. Because it just talks about how God's love is a miracle when we are down and out, when we are going through, when we feel like we've been defeated. That God's love is a miracle. joy for morning. We got praise for when you're going through the heaviness. Love. God's love is a miracle. So I hope you guys can hear me loud and clear. Come on in. Thank you guys for coming in. Well, God's love. How many of y'all know that God's love is a miracle? Get mercies in the morning. 
rivers are ever flowing in your life and freedom just being free if you don't know anything about freedom you've never been bound when you've been bound by something and you've been free from it you know what it means to be free and that you can give god some praise for that you can rejoice you never know freedom until you've been bound until you've been bound by something that's been holding you back or whatever it could be someone something and you find yourself free it's a dance of freedom and you thank God for the freedom in which is so important so as we going through as we getting started tonight I'm going to have that playing a little bit in the back because it's a blessing. And if you get a chance to pull the song up, use it in your worship time, listen to the words. Because one part of it, she talks about how you were singing over me and God, that you were singing over. Not all I can imagine is God over top of your heads and he's just singing praises to you. And he's just, it's, it's just like you, his hand. It's hovering over each and every one of you and he's he's just letting his anointing flow on and he's just singing praises to you and he's just blessing you and he's just covering you and and God has been covering each and every one of you through everything that you've gone through throughout your life he's been just singing over your head his praises and his joy and his love for you and it's so important and and that's when it comes in we got to begin to thank God and he begins to call our name. She talks about when you start calling my name. I remember when you, how many of y'all remember when God called you from out of your sins, when God called you, when you were in your mess. See, sometimes we forget and sometimes God has to take us back to our first love and our first love, which is him. And every now and then he has to take us back to that place where we first met him and when we first he called our name and we heard him call our name and every now and then you got to get back into that place of worshiping God and, and giving God thanks and blessing him and he called your name and and as she was singing in the song she talked about how the world said no how many y'all been that how many y'all been and you got to take that thing personally is when the world says no when they push me to the side but God you said yes come on y'all it's a blessing because every now and then God got to remind us he has to remind us when he the world may say no but God says yes when the world push you to the side God says yes when they didn't think you was going to amount to anything God said yes. When they doubted who you are, God says yes. When the enemy came and fought you on every side and you felt like you was defeated, God said yes. Everything that people, the enemy has thrown at you and people have said about you from your parents on down to whoever in your life that has said you were going to be defeated, that you were not going to be able to make it. And one thing God reminds us is that he said yes. Man may say no, but God says yes. That's why it's called love is a miracle because God's love is a miracle. His love loves us beyond whatever we can imagine, beyond what we can do. He still loves us. So you got to also, you know, remember that 
on tonight and I, I love the song and I wanted to share that with you guys and you may not heard it but it's called um, Love is a Miracle by Maverick City if you get a chance to pull it up and listen to it and meditate on it listen to the words because it would touch you in your heart because we have been through that he takes beauty for ashes you know, he takes he takes your beauty, your beauty for ashes. When they say you was ugly, when they say you was this, his beauty for ashes, joy for mourning. When you're going through, you may have lost a loved one in the last year or so. You may have lost a friend, a neighbor, a church member. Someone may have passed away in your life, but there's joy in mourning. When we give it to God, and people always wonder why can how can you be joyful in mourning? You can be joyful in mourning. God didn't tell us to be sad when someone passes away. They are leaving this very place to go be with the Father. We are still here. We should be rejoicing that they're gone, that they're not suffering anymore, that they're not in pain. And a lot of times we don't realize that we want to hold people on. We want to keep people here. And when people pass away or they sick. To the point of death, a lot of times people are holding on because of us, because we're praying, because we haven't let go. And, and your loved ones, your mom, it could be your dad, your mom, your aunt, your sister, your brother, whoever. And God is saying, you know, you got to let it go. You have to let them go. You have to let them go. They're still here because you're still holding on to them. But their spirit is saying, it's time for me to go. And sometimes we got to look at mourning as joy. Joy in mourning is because we're joyful because they're not suffering anymore. They're not going through anyone. They're not being in pain anymore. They don't have to go through dialysis. They don't go, have to go through chemo treatment anymore. They don't have to get radiation pulled through their body. We don't know the pain that some people are going through and what they feel because we don't have that pain. So joy for mourning, praise for heaviness. No matter what you're going through, that heaviness that tries to sit upon you, you got to begin to give God some praise through your heaviness. I know people say that's easier said than done. Really, it's not easier said than done. It's done easier than what we can say because a lot of times we don't want to say that. We don't want to say, I can praise God through my heaviness. I can praise God through my storms. I can praise God through my suffering. I can praise God through my struggle. We can give God praise no matter what we're going through, good or bad. We Sometimes we do it wrong, ladies. We want to give God praise when we're doing everything right and everything wonderful. But God is saying, when are you, are you going to praise me when the heaviness comes? Are you going to praise me when you're suffering? Are you going to praise me within your struggle? And that's what's so important is the praise for heaviness. And love is a miracle. It is awesome. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking a little bit about tonight. And I thought the, the song was appropriate because it goes into right what we're going to talk about tonight. And one of the questions that I, I posted was, Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And that's in Galatians 6, chapter verse 7. I posted that because a lot of times when we quote that scripture, we quote it in a negative way and not really quote it in a positive way. We always want to throw that scripture at people when they do something wrong and say, whatever you sow, you shall reap. Well, it's also in a positive way. If you're sowing positivityness, you shall reap, reap positivityness. If you're sowing abundance, you shall reap 
abundance. Whatsoever a man soweth, whatever you are sowing out there, whatever you are giving out, whatever you are putting out, you should also reap. So if you're out there blessing people, helping people, loving people, you should also reap blessings and love and kindness and gentleness and all that. So we got to stop looking at that verse as something negative. And Job in what we're talking about tonight, we're talking about Job a little bit about tonight and, and talking about his suffering and talking about how Job began to rejoice and praise God no matter what he went through because love is a miracle because he knew the love that God had for him and he knew God loved him so much that God would not allow him to go through all that he went through for no reason. And you are not going through, ladies, what you're going through, not for any reason. Everything that you're going through has a purpose in it. You have not seen the big picture yet, but I guarantee you God's about to open up the big picture for you to see all that you had to go through from your childhood up until where you are right now. There is a miracle in all of that. There is a blessing in everything that you have gone through. There is a purpose for what you have gone through. You went through the suffering for a reason, and this is such a time as this and we we read about Esther and says such a time as this for many of you guys this is such a time as this that which you have gone through such a time as this is for you to reap what you have sown and what you have done and who you have blessed and all that you have did and gone through and you stood in the fight. You didn't give up. You didn't do, you did what Job did, even though his wife came to him and told him to curse God and die because everything, he's lost everything. He lost his kids. He lost his home, his business, everything. But you know what? Out of all of that, he lost everything but the wife. The one that came to tell him to curse his God, to tell him, in other words, you know what, forget about that God you serve because he didn't, he, everything gone. I, why didn't God take her? Why did he take her? He took all his children. He took all his things, his belongings, his home, his riches, his animals, everything. Took all this stuff from Joel. But he didn't take the woman that was negative to him, that told him to curse God. He didn't take her away. He didn't take the friends that God had, he was had in his life. And he's kind of like, okay, Lord, you took all of that. You took all of that that I love and all of that that I care for. How many of y'all can throw your hands up, throw some hearts up, and can testify and say that you know throughout your life God may have taken some things out of your life, some people that you love. He removed some, some situations and stuff. And you're sitting like, Lord, why did you take them? Why did you take this one? Why did you take that one? You know that was who I love. You know me and mama was close and tight. That was my best friend and you had to take her on home. And why did you take my daddy? And why he had to leave and why? And we sit there and ask God all that. Why did you take that which I love away? Can you imagine Job saying the same thing to God? You took all of my kids. You took everything that I had, I worked hard for, that you blessed me with, and everything that he had, God blessed him with. You took all of that away, but you left me this woman who want to tell me to curse the God I love and die and let it go. You're going to leave the friends that want to give me advice. And the advice they gave me was not good advice because they did not understand the relationship that me and God had. And that's so important. So you would think in your mind, okay, Joe, okay, God, what's going on? Because sometimes God has to take that which is so close to you. He'll take that from you. 
in order to see how, how much you're going to love him and serve him. He's got to take that very thing that is dear and close to you to see if you're going to praise him through your heaviness. Are you going to have joy in your mourning? Are you going to bless God in your struggling? Because what God did, and we know the end of the story of Job. We know what happened to Job. Job got more than what he had before. Because what? He still trusted God through his suffering. He still trusted God through what he was going through. And he, God was over his head. He was singing praises. I believe he was singing praises over his head. Because he told Satan, go ahead and go, 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 go. Do what you want to do to him, but you can't touch his soul. And that's what God has said about many of you. You're going through some things and you're tired of going through and you wonder why you got to go through but God is he told the enemy go ahead go ahead because you can touch them but you can't touch their soul you can touch you can take all that material stuff away from them you can take all of this and that away from them, but you can't touch their soul because they still love me they're still going to praise me they're still going to bless me and that's what was so good about Job so whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap Job sold good things. Job sold, sold wonderful things. He sold what he got and at the end. He reaped what he sowed. So don't always look at that scripture as something negative. And, and we always look at it as negative. I want you to start to look at it in a positive way. When you give out, that's what you get back. If you're sowing to the kingdom, you're sowing into ministries, you're sowing into people's lives, you're sowing into your community, you're sowing on your job, you're sowing in your family and your friends, you're going to reap that which you sow is going to come back to you. And you got to believe what the Bible says. So in the story of Job, it appears like in the Old Testament, which is the one of the oldest, but the, this story is centered on Job and it just talks about Job and, and we're in Job in the book of Job, okay, and um, it's just so, when I, you know, was reading it, and I heard the song, and it was kind of like, they all kind of go through together, Job 11 chapter, verses 13 to 16, it says, if thou preparest thy heart, and stretch out thy hands towards him, if iniquity be in thy hands, put it far away, and let not wickedness dwell in thy tabernacles. For then shall thou lift up thy face without spot. Yea, thou shalt be steadfast, and shalt not fear. Because thou shalt forget the misery, and remember it as waters that pass away. So you're going to forget about it. It's just like she said, it's going to be rivers flowing. He's taking it away, putting it in the sea of forgetfulness. And, and you're going to be blessed. He's going to take it. You're going to kind of forget about it because the blessings of God are going to overtake and overpower. So in Job, with Job, as we said, his friends kind of came around and tried to give him some advice. And the advice wasn't good advice. You know, they tried to make it seem like Job did something bad of why he's going through. Just because you're going through don't mean you did nothing bad. Sometimes you're going through because you did something right. And the enemy is mad because you're doing something right. So the enemy wants us to think, ladies, when we start to going through and things start to happen in our lives that we've done something wrong. Oh, what did I do? Is the Lord mad at me? Did I not do this right? Did I not do that right? And we still start going down this whole list of stuff that we think we did wrong and God saying you didn't do nothing wrong you did everything right 
And the enemy is mad because you've done everything right. The enemy is mad because you're out here blessing people. The enemy is mad is because you're getting more into your word. The enemy is mad because you're praying more, you're fasting more, and you're going to church more, and you're reading your word more. The enemy is mad because you're witnessing to other people, and you're blessing other people, and you're encouraging other people. You may not know all the scriptures, but you just may have said a encouraging word to someone. You know, the enemy is mad because you, you gave a stranger a hug on the street because you, you noticed them down and out. The enemy's mad because you bless someone with some finances and bless someone with some money. And then the enemy gets mad because you're doing all the right things. Job was doing all the right things. He wasn't doing nothing bad. God never said nothing in the story said Job was doing anything bad. And a lot of times people think because you're going through and you're suffering going through, oh, they didn't did something wrong. Oh, she didn't did this. She... No, it's because she's doing the right thing. And she's doing what God has called her to do. And the enemy does not want her to realize that because the enemy knows once you get a hold onto what God has for you and once you get a hold onto your true calling and your true destiny and your true purpose the enemy gets mad because he knows you coming out and you coming out fighting and you're about to tear his kingdom down so he wants you to think that everything that you're going through is wrong he wants you to think that everything that you're doing is wrong and, and not realize that everything that you're doing is right just because we're going through and just because you are suffering and just because you may have some setbacks does not mean you've done something wrong. That means that God knows you're doing something right and the enemy is trying to attack you and get you off focus, ladies. If we stop focusing on our problems and we stop focusing on our situation and we stop focusing on the negative stuff that we go through, my God, how powerful will we be when we start to focus on the positive things that God has for us? And so that's what was going on with Job. And so in the story of Job, you know, ends his suffering, in everything that he went through, what he did, and Job gave us an important clue in the past. He understood his suffering was not the result of his sin. Okay, so you guys got to understand that your suffering is not because of sin. Okay, so he desired to explore the reason behind it with God. So Job was like, look, I need to find out what is it? Why am I going through this? Why did you do all of this in my life? Okay, so he wanted to explore this with God. Job wanted to know where he could find God and that he knew that if he might find God, where could he find God? What was going on? And Job, the 23rd chapter, and we're going to start at the 8th verse. It says, Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. Job is looking for God and backwards, and I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he does work, but I cannot behold him and he had him himself on the right hand that I cannot see him but he knew of the way that I take when he have tried me I should come forth as go my foot have held his steps his way have I kept and not declined neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than necessary food so Job is out really out looking and seeking God and, and it's kind of like he can't find him because God is all in here. You're seeking God. You didn't for what? He's here. He's right there. So he's trying to find out why he is going through. So he's out seeking God and trying to figure out what in the world is going on. 
He look east, he look west, he look north, he look south. Many of us do the same thing. We're sitting around praying, Lord God, why God, Lord, do you hear me, Lord? Where are you, God? What's going on, God? I can't hear you where you're at. And we're, we're doing all this, and God is sitting right there, right in front of you. Because we're trying to see him with our natural eyes and not a spirit. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He is right there with you. He has not left you. He has been there all the time. And that's what was going on with Job. And then Job acknowledged that God had been taking him on a path of refining. God has taken him on a path of refining. God has taken many of you on a path of refining. He is refining you. He is refreshing you. He is be you're becoming new. You're not the same that who you was last year. You are someone new this year. You're trying to figure it out what happened. God happened. God refining you. He's refreshing you. He's putting you in the refiner's fire. He is transforming you into whom he wants you to be. So you're not the same who you was last year. You're walking into a new anointing this year. You're walking into a new spirit this year. You're walking into a new calling this year. You're walking into a new destination this year. You're not the same who you was last year. So you need to let all of that old crew, you need to let them know I'm not the same as I was last year. This is a whole new different person this year. And I'm walking in that which God has called me to walk in. And so Job had to finally realize that God had him on a path of refining. God had to refine Job. God had to take away some stuff. Things had to happen. In order for God to make him even better and bless him with even more. But he kept a couple of thorns in his flesh. As the scripture says, I got these thorns in my flesh. God, can you take them away? And God is saying there are some things he will not take away. There's some things that got to stay there because it has to remind you of who he is and what he has done. There's some thorns that he keeps in there because it's going to keep you on your knees. Because if it takes away everything, some of y'all will leave him. Some of y'all won't serve him. Some of y'all won't have nothing to do with him. So God had to keep some of them thorns. So Job's thorns was his wife and his three crazy friends that stayed around to remind him of the God that he served. So there may be some folks that's still in your life that you would like God to get rid of. And you're saying, Lord, why you didn't get rid of them? You got rid of everybody else. You got rid of the person that I really didn't want to get rid of, but I had to get rid of them. But you kept this nut in my life, you know? You kept this thorn in my flesh and that thorn that's in your flesh is to remind you who God is it's to remind you don't forget to get on your knees don't forget to worship don't forget to praise because if it wasn't for God this thorn that's in your flesh would probably be deeper than what it is it's in there but it's not as deep so sometimes the thorn has to stay then with Job his wife had to be the reminder to remind him of who the God that he served because she kept coming with all this negative stuff and he had to come back this negative with a lot of positive and he was like you know what well, wait a minute I know the God that I serve and the God that I serve he gave me all of this he blessed me with all of this and if he take it away I know he's going to bless me with more and that's what he had to believe and I believe that's what he's started to believe in him when everybody came out and started talking to him it was so it was just all over the place so Job might not have been able to see or hear from God but he was aware of the purifying work of God in his life so God is purifying someone right now someone you had a bad day today you may have just the day just was not your day 
That which you went through today was to help purify you. It was to help make you strong for the next day and for the next day and for the next day. And you may not see it right now. You may not realize it until you get a little bit farther down the road in your life. And then he'll bring that thing back to you and you'll be like, oh my God, you are preparing me for this. He's been preparing you guys for some stuff. Some of you guys been going through some stuff. He has been preparing you from your past experience for right now. And this is why some of you are able to go through what you're going through. This is how you're able to stand tall and stand strong and stand firm. Because that which you went through in the past and you learn how to deal with it, it's prepared, has prepared you for what's coming up in the present. And so you have to understand that. So instead of blaming God, giving up on God, or taking his friend's advice, he's still firm in what he knew about God. Stand firm on what you know about God. Stand firm on God's word. Don't allow the enemy to weeble and wobble with you. It's time out for weeble and wobbling because you get dizzy after a while weeble and wobbling. It's time for you to stand firm on what God has called and said for you to do. He's calling you by your name. He's been calling some of you by your name for years. And you've been ignoring it. You won't listen to it. You be like, no, he ain't calling me. He calling my twin sister. No, he ain't calling me. All right, that ain't my name. And he is calling you. But you got to stand firm in your word. And it's so important. And as she said in a song, you know, when she said no, God said yes. And when the world said no, God said yes. And that part of the song is something that partly blessed me because if you get that in your spirit, when the world told you no, when things didn't go the way and it said no, but God said yes. When you applied for the job and you knew you qualified for the job and you knew you could get the job and they said no, when you went back to that job, you own your own business now because God said yes. So sometimes the no of the enemy is a yes in God. Sometimes you got to get the no in order to get the yes. Sometimes the no pushes you to pursue and go farther down the road than what you would if the world would have said yes. You may not be where you need to be. So sometimes the no is a good thing. Sometimes the no is there to protect you. Sometimes the no is there so you can go to the next level. The no is like a stepping stool. So we can't keep looking at some of this stuff in a bad way. We got to start to flip that thing and look at it. You know what? God, you said no to this person. And now I see why. Because you said yes over here. So when I took the no and didn't do and didn't complain and didn't fuss, yeah, the no hurt. But now I'm seeing the yes. 
of what God says. I'm seeing the blessings because I held on. I didn't give in. I didn't do what everybody else was doing. I didn't follow the crowd. I didn't do what my girlfriends wanted me to do. I didn't do what my mama told me to do. You know, I knew in my spirit it wasn't right. So I just stood in what God says and I hold firm into the word of God because when the world says no, God says yes. And the world's no is a God's yes. And the world's no is a stepping stool for some of y'all to move up and let God do what he need to do. Some of y'all need to get some no's. Some of y'all been getting too many yeses and their yes is not from God, but the yes is from the enemy that he's making look like their yes is from God. You see, the enemy knows how to take that thing which you want and dress it up and doll it up and fix it up to what you think it is. And it's really a no. And God is saying, I didn't say that. The enemy said it, but God says it's a yes. So God, so the enemy puts that no, but God takes that no and he turns it into a yes. So you use the no's that the enemy is bringing to you as stepping stones to reach to the yes that God has for you. So when the world says no, God says yes. And then she said in the song, then we sabotage our own selves because then we say no. We say no to God. I'm not ready to serve God. No, I don't think I can do that right now. No, I don't want to give that up right now. No, I don't want to have to live holy and do this and do that. No, I don't want to have to stop doing this and doing that. Well, your no sabotages you, but God still says yes. God still loves you no matter what you are doing. It's a yes. He already said yes. You're the one that self-sabotages saying no. So when you stop saying no and start to say yes, then God will begin to move. But he ain't moving until you stop saying no. You saying no to God. God says, come to me. Nope, I'm not ready, Lord. I still want to hang out with my girls. You can still hang out with your girls serving God. I still want to do this. There's some things, yes, you're going to have to stop doing. But God, in due time, in due season, they will stop. But the no's, God says there's a yes. So how many of you believe that? We say no. How many of y'all have been there, done that? There are times when you was like, I was like, no, Lord. No, I ain't doing that. No, I ain't saying that. And God said, okay. And he sit back and wait and watch. Okay. He going to get it out of you one way or another. He brings it around a whole different way and it end up being a yes. So when we say no, God says yes. When we say no, I can't do this. I can't serve you. I don't know how to do this. I don't want to do this. It doesn't feel right, God. I don't want to have to do this, God. That doesn't feel right. That flesh is just dying. That flesh don't want you to give up nothing. That flesh don't want you to surrender over nothing. And the spirit of your spirit man is saying, yes, Lord. Yes, yes. And the flesh is saying, no. No, it's always a battle between the spirit and the flesh. They're always at battle with each other. And that which one that you feed the most is the one that's going to win. If you're feeding your flesh more, and that means giving your flesh what it desires more than you are your spirit, where the flesh is going to overpower the spirit. The strong man is going to overpower when the strong man is your flesh. But if your spirit man and you're feeding it and it's getting fat on the word and in prayer and different things, then it's going to overpower that which is of the world, of the flesh. 
But you got to realize, what are you feeding more? Are you feeding your flesh more? Are you feeding your spirit more? And that's the key thing with Job. If Job was feeding his flesh more, Job wouldn't have been able to stand firm to what his wife was saying or what his friends were saying. We always talk about that here, ladies, about who you are surrounded with. Watch those who are in your corner. Watch those who say that they're in your corner because you have onlookers and you have friends. And those friends are the ones that stay with you through those ones that that got your back and let me let me let y'all understand this the friends may not be someone that you went to school with that friend may not be someone that you grew up with and maybe it may be somebody and realize that oh my god we are friends it's just a connection and your onlookers are those who see you going through and they just look on okay she going through well we ain't we'll call her later i ain't got time to deal with all that drama and what she going through she's her own thing those your onlookers they weren't your friends in the first place those are the no's those are the no's lady but we as women we want to hold on to the no friends we are saying, yes, Lord, they're my friends because we've been friends since elementary school. Yes, they're my friends because my husband and her husband are friends. And God is saying, no, they ain't. No. No. So, he's, my internet right here gets to acting crazy. But love is a miracle. God's love is a miracle. See, the enemy don't want some of y'all to hear that. God's love is a miracle because he loved Job so much. And we know the story of Job at the end that Job went through and all that he went through. He got double for what he had gone through. Double. Now, I don't remember if it's recalling he still had the same wife. Job may have got a new wife. I know he got some new friends, but there had to be some witnesses to see the miracle. There had to be some people there to see Job losing everything and then Job coming out on top. Because God's love is a miracle. Because when God loves you, you are a miracle. And when you begin to love, God call you to do miracles happen. But we got to allow God to move. And just step back and remember when he was singing over your head, when you were out there in the world doing your thing, getting it on, and God's hands was still covering over you. God's hands was still hovering over you. God's hands were still protecting you from things that you don't even know that was coming your way. Because love is a miracle. God still says yes. God loves you in spite of. So I know it seems like it's freezing up. So I don't want it to freeze up. You guys miss this word and miss what God has for you. So if you're watching the replay, please pull in replay. And I hope everything goes through and we'll still post it. But I want you guys to didn't do anything wrong. You did everything right. And God is calling you to a higher level. God is calling you to, to do miraculous and wonderful and beautiful things. Because love is a miracle because he loves you. He loves you so much. And he's calling you by your name. All right. So um, we're going to end it because I don't want it to keep freezing up. And um, we're going to listen to that. And I'm going to, one of my other favorites on him, I'm going to play that before we close out here. And I hope you guys got something out of it um, tonight. And 
you know, it's always just a reminder here at the Women Transform Bible Study. We're here to encourage each and every one here to lift you guys up to be a blessing to you. You know, if you had a rough day today, God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Don't lose hope. Don't lose your love for God. Hold on to that no matter what you're going through. All right? Because as it sounds like he's a refiner, fire, and um, we're going to go ahead and close out with prayer, okay? And if you need special prayer, just hit me up in the comment section. If you have a prayer request, hit me up in the comment section. Ladies, and I, I just hope you're being blessed and allow God to use you, all right, in this day and season, all right? All right, let's go. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for each and every one that is on tonight. Father, we ask you to touch them and let them receive your love. Those that have gone through, those that just have been struggling all throughout the day, that it's Monday and it may not have been a good day, but we ask you to touch them right now before they lay down tonight, that you send your anointing upon them. Let them know that you're right there with them. Let them know that you love them, Lord. In spite of all that they've gone through, Lord, we ask you to refine them, put them in the refiner's fire, renew their spirit, that they'll become great and they'll become what you desire for them to be. Father, Lord, we ask you to bless each and every one that's listening as they go to bed tonight. You're giving rest in their spirit, Lord. Speak to them, Lord Jesus, as they're living sacrifice to you, Lord, as they surrender it all over to you, heart, mind, soul, and spirit, that you can refine them and renew them, Father, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for them, each lady that's on here, those that are listening by replay. Have your way, Lord. Let your anointing fall upon their lives. We declare it in your name, Lord, that they have victory right now in the name of Jesus. God, those that are sick in their bodies, we ask you to move upon them right now in the name of Jesus. Have your way on tonight, Lord. Let your anointing fall. And we come to magnify you in the name of Jesus. We come to lift you up, Lord Jesus. We honor you on this day that you have made. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah, Lord. Just bless your ladies. Bless the women on here, God. That they'll come back with good reports and positive and testimonies of how you have blessed them throughout this year, God. And I, I thank you for those that are listening. I thank you for those that have stayed in there with me through all that we've gone through together. All right. You guys. And I. It's gonna. My, my internet is having its own, its own thing going on right now, y'all. And then it gets into all my worship songs, and I'll be on here singing to y'all in a little bit. But um, I thank you guys for joining. Um, as always, if you guys have any topics that you guys want to talk about, don't forget to post them in the comment section or email me. Um, if you need my email address, it's Miss Pamela Jordan at yahoo.com. Ms. Pamela Jordan at yahoo.com. Or you can send it to transformation18 at yahoo.com. Um, put in the comment section if there's some topics that you guys want to talk about. Um, we're going to see. God hasn't gave me nothing for February yet, but we're going to move on into it and see what he does. Okay? So, 
Alrighty. I love y'all. <laughs> Thank y'all, Sister Cynthia, Carolyn, Roland, Beverly, Isaiah, Isaiah, Asia. I want to say maybe Asia. Right? If I got a wrong girl, don't 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 kill me. Glenda, Jazz, Carolyn, Tanya. Thank you guys for coming on. As always, I love y'all so much. Uh, thank you guys for um, being there with me. All right. Well, I'm going to go eat and go and worship. <laughs> All right. Because he's a God of the hills and valleys. That's another one of my favorite songs. He's the God of the hill and valleys. No matter where we are, he is, we're not alone. All right. Love y'all. Y'all have a good evening. Bye-bye.